Welcome back, listeners. My name is Chris Turner. I'm your host, and this is the Unfounded Podcast. Uh, I'm losing track of what number episode this is going to be, but I believe it's like number seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Welcome back, guys. How's everybody doing? I hope you enjoyed the uh, the two episodes I've released uh, on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, And I'm really not good. I don't really have much more to say. I'm just going to kind of roll right into it this morning, okay? And what's on my mind this morning, as soon as I woke up, was the movie The, movie the Joker. And I don't know how... I'm sure most of you saw this movie. It was pretty popular. <laughs> um, but there's a lot to unpack with this movie. And the reason I want to unpack it is because it relates to a lot of the things we've been talking about. The ego, um, filtering yourself, uh, those kind of things. But the first thing I'll say is... <clears throat> The impact of that movie is is profound. And people didn't realize that going into it. I don't know if you guys remember when that movie released, there was a lot of fear surrounding it. We've talked about fear before, right? There was even warnings. Warning people with mental disorders, PTSD, veterans, things like that, from going and seeing the movie because they thought it would trigger them. I, I find that concept completely ludicrous. A movie like The Joker triggering somebody that has a mental disorder. And I'll explain why I mean that. What the movie The Joker was about at a fundamental level, many of you may have picked up on this, many of you may have not, is about mental health. What that movie was attempting to show you is how somebody descends into darkness. That's why it was so scary. Because I believe it was Todd Davis that wrote that, or directed it. I just read an article, um, and I'll try to post it for you, uh, from him last night. But in it, he was talking about his intentions with the movie. And his intention was to show how you make a Joker. But he never thought that it would resonate people, people's real situations, like it did. There's a couple reasons for it resonating with people. The main one is it's true. What you watched on that screen is how people become monsters. That was a very specific example, but I'll try to do my best to explain at least the scenario of the Joker and how that happened, okay? In the context of what I've been talking about. So, the Joker's obviously a clown, right? And you're introduced to him um, at the beginning of the movie, and he's he's sitting in front of a, a mirror, and he's staring into it. And he's he's he has his face makeup on with a smile, but his face is in a frown. And so it's this weird combination of a frown and a smile. And he's he's you can see in his eyes this sadness, this deep sadness. And on the surface, just those polar opposites appearing in the same person is is kind of signaling to you something deeper, right? But then he takes his fingers and he pulls them and he pulls them into a smile. And as he does, he starts to cry. And what I think this is, what I think this is trying to describe to people and it did it in a very artistic way. And it was very deep and like emotional is it's showing you visually what the feeling, what it feels like to be in a dark place. That's in general what it was showing you. 
This is going to be a heavy episode, by the way. I probably should have put a warning at the beginning. It's going to be one of the heaviest ones we've had. But it shows you what that looks like and what it feels like. It conveys that feeling to you. And that's scary if you've never been there. It's really scary. But let's start out with, uh, let's, let's move on and let's, let's kind of talk about the Joker himself in the movie. Um, and kind of how, how he becomes what he becomes. So um, you see him, this clown. He's out on the street. He's dancing around. He's trying to entertain people. And, you know, this is right after you see him in the mirror, right? Sitting there smiling, trying to make himself smile. He's not happy, but he's putting out that he's happy, right? What have you talked about the ego? You know, you got to know what your real feelings are. How you truly feel. Because if you don't, you're going to run around the world putting out an image like you're you're something you're not. And you may think like, hey pretending I'm happy is a good thing. No. Because what happens to him when he does that? He is taken advantage of. Because the universe knows he's not happy. People see it in him. People see him as vulnerable then because they know that he's lying to himself. So they take advantage of him. And that is how the, the world is structured. The more defeated, the more down on yourself you get, and the more you lie to yourself, the more the, the universe is going to take advantage of that. When I say the universe, I mean the people in it. Because they're going to see it. And so, he's in some ways putting himself, he's in this loop, right, where he's, he's lost and confused, trying to figure out a way to make himself happy, but he has nobody to support him. And so... When you see him go home, you may think, hey, his mother's there, right? But you very quickly realize that that relationship between the mother and him is very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. And this is another thing that I think was so important about what the Joker did, is one of the relationships that's most, the most foundational relationship for people in their development is their relationship with their parents, without a doubt. And what happened between, I keep on forgetting his actual name, but I'm just going to keep using the Joker and his mother. And you find this out later in the movie, but you can already kind of tell she's using him for something. She's kind of using him to keep her from losing herself, right? You see this unhealthy tie between each other. She has this fantasy, you know, she has this idea of how, you know, everything's perfect and she's his little and he's her little boy and you know the guy she's obsessed with is going to come and, and save them you know and and bring them money and all this kind of stuff and she's obviously sick as well and so you you get this weird pull where like you see that the joker can't leave her right he can't he can't abandon his mother because his mother is obviously ill or feigning illness, one of the two, right? And she needs him because she's all he's all she's got. But you can see the environment they're operating in is incredibly, incredibly unhealthy. Jordan Peterson talks very specifically about this type of mother-son relationship. It's a very it's it's been identified. I forget what it's named. I'll try to find the actual name for you. But there's a there's a a name that they refer to this kind of relationship in, as in psychology, uh, and it's 
it's an it's it's essentially a healthy relationship between the most unhealthy relationship a mother and a and a son can have specifically because it preys on in some ways the relationship so if you see in that movie there's this you might get this uneasy feeling like there's a like s- sexual thing going on between his mother and him in that movie and there isn't it isn't ever actually showed but if you feel it there's a reason for that because what's being confused in that dynamic is the sexual aspect it's the um the love relationship so the mother doesn't have anybody there to fill that gap that void but she has her son and so what ends up happening slowly over time is she takes the son and fits him into that role and keeps him you know uses lies and deceit to keep him close so she doesn't have to be alone the monster Monsters create other monsters. How did she become a monster? You mean I thought I would be talking about the Joker, right? How did the mother become a monster? Because that's what she was. Well, it shows her with some very serious illnesses, right? Mental illnesses. And it doesn't go into any depth, so it's not like I can analyze those. But from the ego perspective, like we've talked about a couple episodes ago, If you don't recognize that your ego is something other than what you are, you lie to yourself continuously because your ego is going to tell you to do things that you don't actually want to do, or it's going to tell you to do the opposite of what you should do, what you truly should be doing because you're not listening to your internal voice. You're not listening to your soul in a sense. And so what it starts to do is create a, this is a tough subject. I'm trying to think this out as I go through it. What ends up happening is you create this backwards loop, like I've talked about as well, where the ego is made up of both people's image of you and yourself. As you hide from your true image, the image you present other people is altered. It's some kind of malformation. And so the, the, the data they give back to you, the way they interact with you starts to degrade and that reinforces your negative self-image, which then drives you deeper and deeper and deeper. And the ego itself starts to grow out of this. Like I've said, it doesn't shrink as you get more depressed. It grows. You get more insecure. You get more, uh, depressed. You get more, uh, kind of maniacal and you start to get more desperate because you feel this insecurity, this depression, this uh, feeling of insufficiency growing. And you get more desperate to get it away. As you get more desperate, you get more maniacal, you get more wrapped in yourself, you get more egotistical. And then you start to hurt the people around you. That's the next step. You start to look at how you can keep yourself from falling completely apart. And so what did she do? She had the only thing she could count on, her son. And she did, she put, placed everything in him. Even her, like, emotional relationship, the thing she should be placing with another grown man, she placed with her son. And then proceeded to have this fantasy, <laughs> this maniacal fantasy about, um, I forget what the guy was, the mayor, I think it was, the mayor or something like that, that had, that she had, 
you know, said she had relations with and that he was her, his son or something like that. For those of you that haven't watched the movie, um, complete spoiler alert, probably should have done that at the beginning. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so how does that, so the mother is a monster and I'm curious whether you guys identified the mother as the monster in that, in that storyline, because most people would have thought that the Joker was the monster. But there's another curious thing that you may have found when you were watching that movie. Who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for the mother? Were you rooting for the, you know, uh, interviewer? You know, the, the Jay Leno-esque guy? Or were you rooting for... Who could you root for in that movie? I'll tell you who you rooted for. You rooted for the Joker. And that probably freaks you out a little bit if you think about it. Because there was something about um, the understanding of the process. There's an empathy that you felt for the Joker because you saw the monster he came from. <laughs> you saw the mon. It almost what the what the movie did was it showed you how the world can be a monster itself, right? How does the world become a monster itself? Well, every person running around thinking they're their ego. <laughs> That's how it becomes a monster. You know? Look at when he's on the train. Before he finally snaps. The moment when Joker finally comes into being. When he snaps and kills all those guys on the train. What? Look at the people he was dealing with. What trait do they have? What? What's the one word you could sum them up with? Egotistical. There's no other word that would describe him better. Not more complete. <laughs> and so what that image, what that was showing you was the breaking point. And this is something I haven't gotten to yet, but this can happen. And this is something that has happened in our society continually. And it's the reason I'm bringing up this movie because <clears throat> I am done listening and watching to people go on TV saying they know what mental health is about and trying to, to, to put out these I don't even know what's happening, but there's some kind of disconnect between the way people view mental health and the things the, the things that people are doing out there in the world and w what the cause of it is. You want to know what the cause of it is? It's you and everybody around you. It's the world. It's what we've made this. Right? That's how those people feel. I'm not necessarily... <laughs> I guess what I'm trying... I'm not trying to make... I'm trying to illustrate to you how they feel their perspective and why they do what they do. Imagine being, place yourself in the Joker's shoes. Imagine being in that situation, a mother that's taken advantage of you. You can't escape. You have to take care of her. She's, she's pulling on your heartstrings, you know, making you feel like a bad person if you don't. Right. And then on top of that, you're trying to go out there and entertain people. Right. Right. But every time you do, you're getting slapped in the face. You're getting beat down. Even when you're trying to mind your own business, the world is coming at you, attacking you, right? You know people have that experience in life, don't you? Those people exist. They're real. What do you think happens to them? Do you think they just, you know, do you, do you think that they just sit there and, and, and say, oh, this is my lot in life? Go quietly? Some may. Some may commit suicide. But if you get the wrong person in that scenario, you make a joker. 
this is a very sensitive subject. It's a really, really hard one to talk about. <clears throat> the reason I'm bringing it up is because these things resonate with me. I understand them at a deep level because I've been to a very dark place before. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> I don't want you to think that I'm like super depressed or anything like that by the things I'm talking about. Like I said, you can talk about very dark stuff and not have it affect your mood. I figured that out now. But we need to start thinking about mental health in a different way. These people aren't born this way. You're not born defective. You're born exactly the way you're supposed to be. It's the world that makes monsters. That's what the Joker showed you. If you see monsters in the world, you need to look into yourself and ask yourself, what are you doing to contribute to that? Because that's how you solve it. <laughs> you don't solve it with some pejorative place plastering the conversation on CNN and saying, it's about mental health. We really need to care more. You know what? Like, shut up. Because you don't. And that's not why you're doing it. It's your ego talking. When you want to be the savior, you're not helping anybody. How about you look at what you're doing wrong? And how you could help the people around you. You may find, without realizing it, somebody that has a serious mental disorder similar to something that the Joker would be struggling with right in your neighborhood, right around your corner, that you are directly affecting. By the way you interact with them. The way you speak to them. How about we start thinking about how that part of it, that side of it. Responsibility, man. If you look out into the world and you see those horrendous shootings and catastrophes happening everywhere, don't look out and, and don't look out and view them as the other. Ooh, that's a monster. That's not me. That could never be me. Shut up. Yeah, it could be. And you, you want to know how you can figure that out? You're scared of it. You don't want to. Why don't Why don't you want to look at those people? Because if you looked at them too hard, you'd realize they're not that much different than you. That's why you don't look at them. That's why there's a problem. Because nobody looks at them. Why do you think they get worse? Nobody wants to admit that maybe somebody needs help. Well, that's not my responsibility. Push that to the side. Push that to the side. Imagine being that person. Pushed away, pushed away, pushed away, pushed away, pushed away. What eventually happens? It, it's so logical, it's not even funny. It's not that hard of a situation to solve if you have the fucking balls to look where you need to. And I'm tired of people pretending, talking around this conversation as if it's unsolvable. It's not unsolvable. Not even close. And it's movies like The Joker that have a distilling effect. It's why it's so popular. The most popular movie of the year was The Joker. One of the most popular movies, like top grossing movies of all time, beating out Iron Man. Fun family movies. You have something as dark as that beating out a movie that is supposed to cater to the largest audience. Why? There's only one answer to that. Because it's, it's true. People like truth. They may not say they like it. They may not act like they like it. But they're attracted to it deeply. They know it when they see it. This actually links to comedy. Why do you think the Joker is like the... <laughs> 
why do you does that confuse anybody have you ever been confused why the joker is evil like why 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 the in some ways like the archetype of the evil one in batman is joker somebody that's supposed to entertain the jester because through going through being cast aside through through experiencing all of the horrible sides of humanity, uh, the character of the Joker realizes all of the truth in the world. In some ways, going through the worst experiences in life show you the truth, the clearest. It's like the easiest way to learn the truth. I'm not trying to condone like the Joker and what he does. I'm trying to tell, like, explain to you what he is. He is a he's a caricature of all of your fears. He is the thing you fear goes bump in the night. And he laughs at you and he smiles because he knows the truth. He's laughing at you. He's taunting you because he's inside you. And you're afraid of him. You don't want to play with him. <laughs> the secret is, folks, evil lives inside each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. It's just waiting to be called out. It scratches inside of you. And it only takes a certain scenario, certain amount of negative scenarios to happen in the proper alignment for you to fall into that evil, that darkness. The path to that is the ego, is growing the ego. It's focusing only on yourself and what your image of yourself is, because it's going to drive you maniacal. It's going to drive you insane. It's going to turn you into this thing that doesn't even realize the kind of harm it does in the world. The other thing I want to think about before we end this, this episode, I know this has been super heavy. I'm, I'm sorry if it, if you guys are, are, are feeling this one and <clears throat> try to bring it up a little bit, but why at the end of that movie is the Joker presented as a hero? He's presented as the savior after going on national television and shooting somebody in the head and murdering like what four people on a subway train. He then proceeds to start a riot and is praised as like the new savior. That's the scariest part of the movie. Do you know what that represents? It's the worshiping of our own ego. It's the worshiping of exactly what is creating our problems. It's all of that bullshit. It's all of the tangible bullshit. It's all of the greed and the excess and the consumption and the, you know, frivolous sex and, you know, 
lack of caring, lack of forethought, you know, selfishness, depravity, all of this. It's like worshiping that as the hero. The reason I think they did that at the end of that movie because they were trying to show you that's where we're headed. This is part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast. You may think these spiritual and philosophical ideas are a little loony, but I, and you may be right, but at the same time, you need to be very careful about just how seriously you take this stuff. Don't laugh it off. Because if you do, it's going to come visit you sometime. That evil, it lives inside of you. Because it does. It lives inside of each and every one of you. I know it because I've experienced it. I've seen it in other people. I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it grow in other people. And I've witnessed it grow in myself. If we don't start working on ourselves individually, trying to figure out who we really are, and living our truths as human beings individually, we are all going to become monsters. And the reason that movie was so popular and the reason it resonated with so many people, I called it before it ever got released. My other podcast, if any of you listen to that, I said it way beforehand. This is going to be the biggest movie for a long time. I think it's going to be one of the most defining movies of our decade. Because you can see it. It's really scary. <laughs> but you can look at that movie and you can see how it resonates with what's happening in the world. And that's why people went and sought in droves. Truth. There's an interesting... Last thing I'll leave you with before I get out of here. Um, there's an interesting connection between comedy and truth. I'm talking about comedy because the Joker, right? He's obviously supposed to be a comedian. Um, I don't know if you realize this, but what you laugh at when you go see a comedy show or something is either the truth that nobody wants to say or the exact opposite of the truth that everybody says, if you get what I'm saying. What comedy is doing is calling out the things that you know are real but don't want to talk about. It's it's like calling everybody on their bullshit. That's why people laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what we have to watch is that figure, the comedian, can turn into the Joker. Because if you noticed in that movie, the Joker was kind of right about a lot of the things he did. You felt like you were rooting for him. But that's kind of the warning in the movie. If you make a world that takes the comedian and turns him into the Joker, it's not the person's fault, it's the world's fault. And then you might say, Chris, but you just said you shouldn't focus on, on fixing the world. No, because you're not going to be able to. You should focus on fixing yourself. That's the path to fixing the world. Everybody wants to fix the world. Everybody wants to make the world a better place. 
In some ways, you can't ignore it. If you do, you're going to make it worse. The point is to fit your own responsibility inside fixing the world. How can you actually do that? Realistically, the best bet is work on yourself. That is why I'm doing this podcast. Is look at what you need to say to people. Look at what you're hiding. Figure out what your truth is. Do that by watching your ego. Watch how it makes you feel. And then as you do, start to deconstruct that sucker and you'll start to pop out of it. The real you will pop out of there. And it won't be as confusing. What you do when you you've, you've create this alter ego, in a sense, is what that ego is, is the alter you. It's you, you create this web of lies, in a sense. It's this web that gets, it can get so complicated, you can't, you have no idea how to navigate the world. Every time you come up with a decision, you have this conflicting feeling, this gut-wrenching feeling where you're like, should I do this or should I do that? Because your ego is crossed in, in so many different ways. You've created all these different lanes and, 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 and strategies and ideas of who you are in this situation and that situation and this situation that it becomes impossible to maintain the freaking weight. And when I was, I don't know if you, any of you read yesterday's little excerpt that I put with the podcast, but the weight that you feel walking around, I mean this literally, if you feel like you have this weight, like this internal weight, you can feel it and it's hard, it's hard to get yourself to move. That weight is your ego. It's actually your ego because when you, you can put it down, you can put that weight down and you don't feel that weight anymore. You actually don't have that feeling. You feel lighter, like you're walking two feet off the fucking ground. And then the confusion is gone. The haze is gone. You know exactly where you're going and what you're supposed to do. And you're not afraid to seize it. All of that bullcrap goes away. If you're brave enough to look at what you are doing to mess yourself up. If you're brave enough to define your ego and try to pull that sucker apart. And in doing so, you will avoid the possible path of the Joker. Because that's the worst path it could go. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the worst path it can go. If any of you haven't watched it, I suggest you go watch it. Because it might light a fire under your ass. <laughs> Alright. So, um, I'm actually a little earlier than I usually am. Uh, let's, let's, before we get the hell out of here, let's like maybe talk about something else besides that heavy ass subject, because I feel like I, uh, these, these last couple episodes, I might've been bringing some of you down and I don't want to. Um, I, I think that these are really important subjects that need to be talked about. And because we don't like to talk about them and they may bring people down, we don't. And that's just, it's part of the problem. That is the problem, right? Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, uh, some of the Disney movies, I kind of started talking about this in, um, sorry, I'm like fiddling here. Um, I started talking about this, I believe in two episodes ago, but if you're looking, I don't know if you guys have Disney plus Disney plus just released, right? That is an absolute treasure trove. If you want to go looking for philosophical gems, go watch every single movie on Disney channel. It's, it's astounding how much wisdom is built into those movies. It's astounding. What I would suggest is everybody's got their favorite, right? Everybody's got their favorite Disney movie. For me, it's The Lion King. It's always been. Ever since I was a little kid, I broke the tape watching it so much. Um, what is yours? The reason I bring this up is because 
there is a reason that movie is your favorite movie. Everybody's kind of got a different one. Some people share like, yeah, everybody likes The Lion King, right? But everybody's got this a different one that really resonated that you broke the damn VHS when you were watching it as a kid, right? What is that for you? If you haven't watched it since you were a kid, I suggest you go sit down by yourself. Go watch it. And when you're watching it, I want you to think about some of the stuff we've been talking about. All right. I want to think you I want you to think about the idea of the hero, the idea of the villain, what those two characters look like, and then find them in the movie. Right? And then watch what they do. Because there's something true about it. And if you try to embody some of that wisdom into your life, your life's gonna get better. And maybe you start watching a Disney Channel addictively. <laughs> You know what I mean? More wisdom, please. More wisdom, please. Um, but it is. I, I any, Anyway, if you if you want to try that, that'd be a good thing to try. I found that once I started doing that, I couldn't shut off the movies. I, I there's just it's like an endless amount of information that is built into those suckers. And I'll go more into depth in another episode, maybe breaking down one of those movies, like I kind of just did with the Joker. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope it wasn't confusing, and I hope I hope I didn't spoil it for any of uh, any people out there, right? Um. But if there are any of you out there that are struggling with mental health, depression, all of these things, that dark place, man, I've been there. I know what you feel. Maybe not your specific situation, but that dark place, that's a place everybody can go to. I know what that feels like. And I want you to know you're not alone. That's the reason I'm making this podcast. It's for people like you who have seen the dark places, who maybe had a really tough lot in life, man way tougher than mine, but are still out there trucking, picking up their weight every day and trying. The world's beating them down. You are something valuable. And the fact that you've gone what you've gone through will make you something to be reckoned with in the future. But you have a choice. How do you want to orient that? Do you want to be the hero or do you want to be the villain? You have to figure that out. And what you'll realize is even if you're in that dark place, if you decide that you want to be the hero, you want to stand up, you want to figure this sucker out, become the best version of yourself, what you realize is immediately, a light appears. Immediately you start to realize how to get out of there. But if you just sit there and hold your hands, feel sorry for yourself and do all that kind of stuff, no, you're going to stay there. You're probably going to fall deeper. That's the path to the monster. So, don't pick that one, right? <laughs> be the hero, man. You know, be whatever hero you have, you feel speaks to you. For me, it's Simba, man. I'm, I'm fucking Simba. That's who I am. You know what I mean? I'm returning to the pride land. I'm taking my shit back. (laughs) That's who I am. Who are you? Figure it out and speak your truth. Post it on one of the Facebook pages. You know, I just made it a social media group um, on Facebook for us called the unfounded. Uh, So if you guys want to talk about any of these, I I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to try to get like every episode, maybe like a mini like discussion board going at some point here. I, I, you know, bear with me, but I'll get that going so that you can maybe put up what's my favorite movie what's my what character i do i identify with you know what villains have i seen in my life you know this kind of stuff we need to 
we need to talk about so we can we can share this experience. And uh, with that, guys, that is I'm actually a minute over 36 minutes this time. So uh, I'll, I'll have to let you guys go. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it wasn't too heavy or too dark. If it was, please snap out of it. All right. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully I'll be back here on uh, what is it Thursday tomorrow with more content for you guys. And uh, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye.